So at the races, we pretty much talk to the front runners. They're the one that they get all the glamour, all the lights, all the, the microphones and the cameras in their face. But the person that maybe ran fourth, I want to hear their story. Or the person that ran 16th, what happened? Why did they finish 16th? Maybe somebody came from a different country or from a different side of the United States. We sometimes miss the backstory. We sometimes miss what happens to other riders that don't finish up front. I'm very passionate about this sport and so are these riders and so are the teams and so are the mechanics and everybody has a story. And during this off season, I'm gonna spend some time, I'm gonna reach out to them. I want to uh, have the fans get to know these riders and teams a little bit more and see what's been going on since the off season, maybe what they have planned for 2018. Uh, maybe recap the, the 2017 season a little bit. What is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. Up next, one of my good friends in the pit area, number 65, Corey Texter. He actually was my partner in the Flat Track Weekly radio show. And honestly, to be frank, he had a horrible 2017 season, but... It's probably one of the best years of his life as he had his very first son, Cruz, was born as we are racing at the Springfield Mile. Let's catch up with number 65, Corey Texter. Hello? Hello. Who's it? Is this Radical Racer 65, Corey Texter? <laughs> yep, Shana's brother, the one and only. <laughs> Shana's brother, number 65 in your program, Corey Texter. Hey, Corey, what's been going on, man? I haven't talked to you for a little while. Uh, just started a new project off the groove. Wanted to see, uh, want to check in with Corey Texter, see what you've been doing. Yeah, man, just getting ready for the off season. It's uh, been a crazy off season for me. A lot of different stuff in the works. So, just uh, trying to figure out how to prepare the best I can for what's ahead, and just training. Uh, just I'm a father, so hanging out with my son, my wife, and just uh, taking that all in. But there's a lot of work to be done during the off season. Just been uh, staying busy. Let's talk just a little bit about 2017. Uh, I know it's probably a season you want to forget. Probably uh, after you had such a good year in 2016, 2017 wasn't that great, except for uh, the birth of your son, Cruz. So uh, trying to put 2017 behind you and move forward. Is that is that your plan? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned that I'd, I'd like to forget it, and uh, it wasn't a season that I'm proud of, but I definitely don't want to forget it because I learned so much throughout the year and all the failure – I've, I went through this, this past season that I can definitely use it moving forward. Um, it, everything happens for a reason, and I've definitely learned so much from, uh, from last year that, you know, I, I don't really regret how anything happened because you learn – if you don't, you know, experience that, you can't learn from your mistakes and get better. So, yeah, last year was real tough. You know, a lot of mechanicals and lost my mojo, just wasn't really feeling it, man. It was – there was a point, you know, during the summer where I came home from a race, I think it was Oklahoma City, and I was so mentally just exhausted and, and just bummed out that I, I think I sat on my couch, later, like laid around on the couch for probably five days straight, like got up to go to the bathroom and eat. You know, I was just really, really mentally drained. You know, when you put everything you have into the sport and you just keep coming up short, it was, it was just devastating for me. But, uh, no, I learned a lot from it, and... I'm, you know, mentally stronger and more prepared than I think I've, I've ever been. So it's, uh, it was, it was good how it all happened. I think uh, part of the, part of the deal, you know, that a lot of people don't quite understand is you can have the best equipment, you can have everything going for you. And, and 
things happen, uh, you know, small mental mistakes or mechanical mistakes, and, and it, it, it can turn your season around. So uh, a season that uh, you said you'll never forget made you stronger. But uh, a few weeks ago, you told everybody uh, through social media that you're going to be uh, going to the singles class. And uh, right now you got some help from Lancaster Honda. So you'll be running your own team again. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm, as of right now, I'm running my own team. Again, Corey Texter Racing, but a whole different direction. I, you know, as you mentioned, I I did an interview with the AFT that I would be doing the, the contending the singles class. And honestly, it's, it's been something I've, I've been considering. I considered it last offseason heading into, uh, you know, even after a really successful swinge year in 2016. Well, you know, pretty successful. I was, I was happy with it. Um, where I got ninth in the points. I was still considering riding a single. And, you know, I started working on deals in July of, of this past year, trying to put a, put a program together. So it was um, something that I've been kind of considering for a while. And we just started, started gaining momentum with it. And the way the season kind of, you know, unfolded for me on the twin, it was just seemed like the best option for me to do. So that's kind of where, where the, you know, the direction we're headed. So I saw that you, you sold the motorhome. Uh, you've been selling a few parts from your twins. Did you sell the Black Hammer? Or you sell your twins yet, or are you still hanging on to those? <laughs> no, they're for sale. I, I think I might have sold one of them. I, I don't want to I don't want to you know mention yes or no yet because I, I didn't get a check for it yet. But uh, <laughs> I think I sold it. You know, it's it's tough to let let some of that stuff go. You know, the the Black Hammer is my it's my baby. Uh, I, I got third on it twice. Uh, you know, I almost won the Springfield Mile on that bike. So. It's uh, it's tough to see it go, but I'm a businessman. You know, I grew up in this, in a, in a business environment. My family owned a Harley shop for 65 years, and you know, I just um, just playing it smart. You know, I I'd like to hang on to every bike I ever I ever owned, but uh, I know you know you gotta gotta have money in the bank to go racing every year. So yeah, just it was a business decision. Just selling a couple of my twins, sold the motorhome, and kind of scaling back to uh, a more modest effort. We're uh, going to go racing in the van. So I got my, uh, my sister's van. We're going racing in this year again and got some people chipping in to help me out. It's, uh, you know, it's going to be more of a modest effort. And honestly, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think I do well when the pressure's off. I can kind of make my own decisions and, and go from there. But the biggest thing for me is from last year to this year is just, you know, I feel I can be, much more competitive in the singles class than I can a twin. And it's not a matter of my ability to ride a motorcycle. I, I feel my talent level is good enough to be a front runner on the twin. It's just trying to find a program right now to, to compete against, you know, these, these top, these top budget teams, these factory teams for someone like me, it, it was borderline impossible. You know, it, it all comes back to what your goals are. If my goal is to go out there and finish, you know, eighth or finish 10th, then yeah, I could run a twin and do that. But I'd rather, you know, be a contender in the singles class and run up front than go out there and spend four times the amount of money to finish 10th in the twins class. So uh, it's about what your goals are. And, you know, after thinking about it and weighing out the pros and cons, I, I made the decision to compete in the single. So borrowing your, your sister's van, does the uh, pink toolbox come along with that? Yes, it does. Yeah, but it's kind of a package deal, Scotty, you know, so <laughs> the uh, pink toolbox in the barred van. Um, the biggest thing for me is, I, I you know, I, I have a van full of motorcycles and parts. I can't fit a, I can't fit any, can't fit a bigger toolbox in the back. So, so the big toolbox is pretty small. It's a, 
we, we joke it, it, it's a tackle box, you know. <laughs> that sucker's got me a couple podiums, like I said, in the Swiss class, so she's uh, she can get the job done for sure. And it's been to some racetracks for sure, so that's pretty cool. I love uh, I love walking up and you have a table out behind your your van or whatever. And there's the pink toolbox, so that's pretty well, neat. The good thing uh, about not being going. A, I'm not being a good mechanic, Scotty. I don't know how to use a lot of tools, so the tools I don't know how to use. I don't. I, I just don't bring them. So I you know I have a wrench, a hammer. Uh, most of the time we Screw- bring an air gauge. So screwdriver. Yeah, screwdriver. Yeah, screwdriver, right? Yeah, just just, a, just one, the the flat, the flat looking one, not the one, not the other one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yep, so uh, that's, that's how awesome. it's gonna be, man. So let's talk about putting your own uh, team together. I mean, you, you, you said you made some changes. Uh, we talked briefly before we got on the call here, and, and you're gonna have a new mechanic. So uh, tell us about how much time goes into to putting a team together, looking for sponsors, and then of course uh, signing a new mechanic. Yeah, another aspect of me deciding to ride a single was, you know, I lost two of my big sponsors. I lost Sour Punch Candy and McElroy Packaging. They both kind of, um, they're not really looking to do anything with racing anymore. It wasn't a matter of anything I, I did or, or what they did. We just kind of, you know, Sour Punch, they're not really doing anything with action sports at the moment. And, you know, I had two of my big sponsors just, uh, they, you know, I, I just don't have them anymore. So I had to kind of look, I mean, I, I want to keep racing. And I want to, I still feel I'm a, I'm a good enough rider to get the job done. So I had to kind of make some decisions. My uh, mechanic, Justin, who's helped me out the past couple of years, he's, he's my, one of my, one of my best friends. He's been awesome, but uh, you know, he's, he's got a full-time job and he's a, an engine builder and he wants to do some hooligan racing and such. So he's going to go a different route this season. And I've been talking with Rob McClendon from D&D Cycles in Pensacola and we've been really good buds for a long time now. We, we're kind of like, we get along really, really well. And, you know, he wanted to jump on and, and help me out. So he's going to, you know, I'm going down to his facility right now. Actually, I'm on the way. We're going to do some training. We're going to build the bikes and get them ready and um, take it race by race. But, yeah, he's going to come on board and pretty much help me out as much as he can. And uh, having somebody like Rob in your corner is uh, really motivating heading into the year. He wants to win as much or more than I do. So it's been uh, really cool working with him and I'm excited to see how it all uh, plays out. So just watching your social media, it looked like you had a couple of uh, 450 Hondas from, from Lancaster Hondas. So you're taking those down there to work on and then train. I saw it looked like Brandon Robinson, Jared Vandekoy, and actually Thunder was down there at Robbie's uh, uh, this last weekend. So it looks like there's a bunch of fast guys going to be hanging out down there. Yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's really cool too, being able to train, you know, with guys that are fast, you know, Vander Coy, he's a good friend of mine and Brandon Robinson, I've known him forever, you know, he's one of the first friends I've had in the sport. So to go down there and be able, being able to train and ride with fast guys and, you know, uh, Brandon Robinson's a, a really good cyclist and Vander Coy is not too shabby. So having guys to train with and push yourself, it'll be good. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I'll have uh, everyone down here so I can focus on training and it, it'll be good. I, I've really, like, I take my training real serious, but this off season, um, you know, even though the singles class, it's shorter laps, you know, than the twins, the races are, are shorter. I, I, I've been stepping up my, my training even more. I've been really doing a lot more um, heart rate based training and interval training and just, um, you know, two a days and, and really trying some different stuff with my training. And I really like where I'm at. So uh, it should be good. It should be a good year. I'm I'm really working hard, and uh, it's not going to be easy. You know, everyone. Oh, you're dropping down to the singles. The key word is dropping down. It's, I don't consider it dropping down at all. 
I think both classes present their challenges, you know, in the singles class, these kids are hungry. They want to prove themselves and they don't want a quote unquote old guy like me to, uh, to beat them. They, they definitely, they're not going to make it easy at all. It's going to be uh, very competitive. Well, I, I used to, you know, every time I'd inter- introduce Jesse Janish and we had him on last week, but uh, I would call him the old man of the bunch. And I just love seeing the smirk on his face. And you're actually, uh, what, two days older than him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Two days. I, I saw he posted on Instagram. He's not the old man <laughs> in the class anymore. I'm like, bro, you're, I'm two days older than you. <laughs> like, We're the same age as, you know, so, no, it's, it's funny because like growing up, I was always the young kid. I was always the you know, chasing the veterans, Cool Beth and Chris Carr and Brian Smith and all those guys, Rich King, I got the race with George Roeder. And I was always the, the young guy chasing after them. And I feel like I blinked. And now I'm like, not the veteran, but I'm not, I'm not the young pup anymore. I'm, uh, <laughs> I feel like even though I'm a little older than these kids, I, I, I feel like, you know, I have really good stamina and endurance. And I think that's something that they might not have seen in that class before. You know, they have kids that are in good shape, you know, they're, they train and work out, but I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I, I bring a level of fitness and uh, endurance that they haven't seen before. So I can, uh, I can push 110% the whole race and, and, um, it's not going to be easy. So any edge and advantage I can get, I'm going to work hard and, and try and get that, get that advantage. Well, let's talk about the 2018 season a little bit. Who do you think is going to be your, your, uh, toughest competition? Um, you know, I, people have been asking me that and, uh, I don't really, I don't really have anybody on the radar. I mean, I, I'm just going to go out there and focus on myself. And I know when I ride my best, when I actually bring it to the track every weekend, I feel like, uh, I feel like I'm the guy to beat. you know, whether it's on a twin or a single, uh, when Corey Texter rides his best, he's tough to beat. So I have to, um, just focus on getting to that, you know, getting confident and, uh, getting my mojo back a little bit. I, I, you know, I don't think I lost it, but there was times last season where, you know, you have a couple of bad races in a row. You, you just, you start to get, you start to feel defeated and it, it's hard to dig yourself out of that hole. So, I mean, you got Shayna. She's really, she's really, obviously I know better than anyone. She's really, really fast on the big tracks. You know, I, I actually think she could have won more races last season if she had a bike that kind of was better. I, I don't think her bike was that great. You know, I might, I might catch some flack for saying that, but I think her bike could have been a little bit better um, fitted for her. I, she had great mechanics and stuff, but, uh, I think she could actually won more races last year if she uh, was more comfortable on her bike. So, um, you know, she'll be tough on the big tracks. I'm looking forward to racing with her. Um, you know, you have, you have Jesse Janice who's good on the TTs. Hayden Gillum's a really good TT rider. I, I don't know what those guys have planned for next year. Uh, Stallings goes decent. Brandon Price is a good rider. And then you have, you know, Colby Carlisle, who is a real consistent rider, I think. I, I don't know because I've never really raced with any of these kids. You know, I've raced occasionally with – a few of them, but I haven't actually had to go battle with them every weekend, you know, and I, I don't want to leave out Ryan Wells. I think he'll be real competitive as well. So I don't know, man, there's, there's a ton of these, ton of these kids that are, I watch them and I'm, you know, occasionally I'm like, wow, they're, you know, they're, they're going good. So it's hard to say to just be consistent too, because Colby was consistent and Shana, you know, she didn't, she didn't make four main events and she still was in the title hunt just because she won a lot of races. So you got to win races and you got to be consistent. You know, it's a combination of both. So it'll be exciting. So not only uh, are there Grand Nationals, but there's also races like the Steve Nace Racing Series. Uh, you, you, you rode a lot of those in the past. And then also, like last year, the, the Flat Out Friday at the Mama Tried Motorcycle Show up in Wisconsin, 
you were in the hunt for the the win on that race until Jared kind of come up there and ran his front wheel up underneath your armpit and moved you out of the way a little bit. So uh, will he be running the uh, the Mama Tried Show February 23rd? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I got that one. That was marked on my calendar with a permanent marker. So I, uh, yeah, I wanna I wanna win that sucker real bad. I, I I really really take a lot of pride in my my concrete indoor season. You know, we have uh, Mama Tried and then. You know, I won the Daytona Indoor they had last year, and I won a Simonium a couple couple months ago. I guess it was last month. So I really prepare for these indoors. I, You know, it's a good way the off-season to make some extra money. And the race up at the, the Mama Tried in Milwaukee, it pays really good money, and a lot of fast guys show up. So it'll be good. I, I had the I had the speed to win it last year. I, I think I had the fastest lap of the, of the main event. But, you know, it was uh, Jared's tough. And everywhere you go, Jared Meese is the guy to beat. And, He's actually, I think, probably better on concrete indoors than he is any other track out there. He's so good on the concrete. He's so smooth and aggressive. And um, But I think I can hang with him. I really do. So I, I think it'll be a battle. I think the fans will definitely get their money's worth. Last year, the, uh, the arena was packed. I mean, it was 10,000 people. They were going crazy. It was one of the coolest races I've ever done. So it'll be good. I, I'm looking forward to doing that race. And, yeah, I'll dabble a little bit with some other events, but – I'm really, uh, really going to put my focus on the, the singles class this year and the AFT series and, you know, whenever I can. I'm, I'm a racer, man. I like to race. So if, if a race makes sense and I can go out there and it's worth the risk for the amount of money that I can possibly make, then, um, then I'll do it. A lot of fans, they don't, they don't get it. I mean, they, they want you to race all the time, but, you know, we're out there risking a lot. And if it doesn't make sense for us to show up and do it, you know, we can't go out there all the time and race for a hundred hours, put time on our equipment and risk getting injured. You know, it, yeah, it has to make sense for me to go do it, but if there's a good payout and it's on the way or it's an off weekend, yeah, you know, I'll be there. No, that's good stuff. Cause I've been, I've been wondering that same question myself, you know, as a, a former racer, I try to race as much as I could, but you know, things were cheaper back then. Gas was cheaper and you can make a couple hundred bucks, you know, it's definitely worth it. Now, now a couple hundred bucks will barely get you a rear tire. So, uh, that's good stuff for sure. Uh, before we com- completely forget about the 2017 season, uh, we raced at a few new tracks, um, a few new venues that were really cool. Uh, the one that comes to mind is the Buffalo chip, of course, but before we get to the Buffalo chip, Daytona, the TT inside Daytona National Speedway, I read and, and uh, saw Chris Carr's interview where the track's going to be bigger and better this year. Are you excited about that one? To be honest, Scotty, I'm excited about all of them. <laughs> but Daytona, for sure, it's, a, it's the first race of the year. And, and for me, I, I feel like I'm a pretty well-rounded rider. Um, a lot of people give me, you know, they, they, they kind of don't think I can ride TTs that well. But I, I actually feel I'm a pretty good TT rider. I'm a little rusty. I haven't been riding a lot of them the past few years. But I'm really excited for the TTs because I think it presents the greatest challenge for me. I, I think a, a lot of these guys in the singles class, there's a lot of TT specialists, so to speak. And I really want to, you know, my goal is to be consistent, but I, I have, you know, one of my biggest goals for this year is I, I want to win one of these TTs. You know, I want to win Daytona or Buffalo chip. And so I'm going to work really hard this off season training for the TTs. And, you know, how, how cool would it be to win the season opener at Daytona? So, yeah, there was a lot of cool races. Um, Buffalo chip was probably one of the funnest events I did all year last year. That was awesome. That was that was badass. I had a great time at Buffalo Chip and and Daytona too. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't as cool as Buffalo Chip as far as the track layout and such, but it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, racing inside the speedway 
is, is rad, man. I, I mean, it's, I did the, um, the road race series a few years prior and I got the race actually on the NASCAR track, you know, obviously with the infield section, but, um, yeah, Daytona is special. I mean, anytime you race in Daytona, regardless of where it is, it's, uh, it's really special and you want to do well. Another one that'll be different for you this year is actually the, the Springfield short track and Springfield TT since the singles, that's where they race. Um, you go good there, but you've had some bad luck there. So how, how do you mentally prepare to go to those two races? I'm just taking it race by race. Um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be ready as, I mean, I, I've been, you know, as, as, as I'm getting older, I kind of, I've learned, you know, how to, um, adapt from my failures and, and watch video and focus on things I need to work on during the week. And it's not a matter of just going out there and twisting the throttle. You got to study the track. You got to get a bike set up that works for you. And a lot of it, all that stuff is great, but a lot of it is 80% mental or more. I mean, it's, it's a mental game and you got to go into a confident and you got to get good starts. You got to qualify good. So it's a step-by-step deal. I mean, Springfield, it's, uh, the tracks are beautiful. I mean, they're, 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 the, the arena tracks, TT and the short track, they're, it's perfect prep tracks. So, um, I'm actually, I'm looking forward to all of them. I mean, uh, there's not one track that I don't feel I can be competitive on, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to focus on each track, you know, at one at a time and just focus on getting wins and, and having good finishes and, and then, you know, moving on from there, I'm not going to really look too far ahead. You know, there's these kids, uh, I say kids, but there's really no kids in it. I mean, there's younger guys in it and there's guys my age and there's guys older than me in that class. So, you know, it's, it's not really a, a feeder class anymore. It's, you know, it's a premier class and it's going to be tough. Yeah, we talked before, you know, I think last week we were talking about your plans and stuff like that. And you said that, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of stiff competition. You pointed out to me that actually the singles class gets just as much time on NBCSN as the twins class. It's just the twins run more laps. So I, I, I would I would agree with you. I would say you're not dropping down. You're just going to run a different class. How, would you agree with that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, the twins class is, is more stacked. It's deeper. There's, there's guys, you know, the, the 18th place guy in the twins main event, is still really, really fast. And the singles, I think it, I think it's, you know, it, it, it fades off a little bit more than the twins, but you put Shane out there on the mile, Sacramento mile, and you put Smith and Jared and all those guys out there on four fifties with Shana and Stallings and some of those kids, uh, it's going to be a good race. So I, I think, I think the twins guys, like you, you have Jared, you have Smith, you have Baker, those guys, they're more complete racers than the guys in the singles, but I don't think the talent level is any different. I just think, I think they're more, they're more complete. Like, you know, Jared trains his stuff and he understands bike setup and there's more well-rounded riders in the twins. So, um, but no, I don't, I don't look at it as dropping down at all anymore. I think, I just think it's like super cross. You have two fifties, you have four fifties, you know, same thing for flat track. Nowadays you have a twin and you have four fifties and the way things are going, I wouldn't be surprised within the next decade, if the singles are the premier class, you know, people might, I might get some flack for saying that, but you know, if some of these manufacturers get involved, Honda, Yamaha, Kawasaki, Suzuki, if they get involved, they're going to want to see singles out there that they're, they don't really, they're not going to care so much about, you know, the twins class. So it's really cool that Indian and Harley have stepped up and they're pro- providing as much support as they are. But, you know, I just think they're, I think in the long run of, things i think the singles class could start to keep growing and and maybe uh you know dare i say be the premier class down the road 
Well, you never know. I guess that's uh, something we'll have to wait and see. And I think with this, as much talent is that will be in the singles class now, uh, getting support from Honda, getting support from Kawasaki, you know, the, the four major Japanese brands, you got Husqvarna possibly coming in, uh, KTM. So there's a bunch of, bunch of other backing that's uh, coming into the sport, just like in the Twins, I think just as much in the singles class. Uh, one thing that I like, Corey, about you and always have is, is you don't hold back. You, uh, you let everybody have it. You, you say what's on your mind. And I'm, I'm talking right now about your Instagram stories. You always give everybody a hard time. Uh, you're probably my biggest critic, and, and uh, which makes me better. So uh, I think it's funny. I, I love your Instagram stories, and, and uh, I love following you on social media. Yeah, thanks, Scotty. I appreciate it. You're, you're one of my good pals. So, I, I mean, that's what pals do. But, no, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty outspoken. I, uh, you know, a lot of people love me or hate me for it. But uh, I think down the road, as I get older, fans will they'll appreciate it more and more. I mean, they don't know what goes on during the off season or away from the track because uh, a lot of these racers are robots. They don't, you know, they, they do it by the book. They speak what they're supposed to say. And, you know, I, I, like, I like to say what's on my mind. I, I don't think we should uh, – hide from that i think the fans deserve to to know what's going on they spend a lot of money to go to the races and travel and they devote their 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 life a lot of these fans devote their lives to our sport and i think it's important that they know what's going on and i try and give them a little bit of insight uh as much as i can you know i don't like to just you know say completely what's on my mind but i give them a, a general idea that they know what i'm thinking that's for sure and that's that's the main reason i'm doing this show you know i want people to get to know the riders get to know what they do in the off season, how hard this sport really is. And, 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 uh, you know, it seems like everything's a real secret in our sport until we get down to Savannah at the start of the year. So I appreciate everything you've done for, for me and, uh, you know, as, and our friendship. No, no worries. I'm actually doing a, a four part series right now with cycle world kind of about the, it's titled the nitty gritty off season. I had part one released uh i think it was two weeks ago i'm about to about to do the, the, the next column here in uh, a couple days i'm going to start writing it and i think fans are gonna as as each part kind of gets released i think they're gonna they're gonna it's gonna get more popular because the first part was kind of laying the groundwork for the rest of the series that i want to talk about but you know it's, it's gonna nittier and grittier with uh kind of just talking about what what we what we go through during this uh, the off season as racers and especially privateer racers that do their own build their own program and you know what it takes you know it's not it, it's you know people often tell you know you need to get a real job and it's like a real job I'm like man I you know I'm working you know six in the morning and sometimes all the way up to two and two in the morning I'm, I'm on the computer sending emails and and just grinding man it's it's not a it's not all sunshine and rainbows being a privateer racer it's it's a lot of hard work and for me I don't have any like I, I saw just some social media posts where people have mentioned, oh, he has great support. It's like I got great support because I work my ass off. I don't have any silent sponsors, you know, that just give me 50 grand a year. Or, you know, all my sponsors and supporters that I have with my program are people that I've reached out to, not family or friends that I've, you know, I've, I've worked partnerships with. I, I, you know, all the support that I've gotten has been, you know, just me grinding and, and working at it. And, and, uh, you know, I get a hundred no's before I get one. Yes. So, it's, um, you know, I kind of want to share that, that story and how the process works with the fans and even the other riders to let them know that, you know, it's, I just don't, I don't get everything I ask for either. It's far from the, you know, it's, it's far from that, from the truth. So I, I think it's, uh, 
they deserve to know how how the process works and how it all unfolds. I, I think they'll be a surprise. How can how can our uh, fans and listeners uh, tune in and get that information from Cycle World? Do they, they online or what's the best way? Yeah, online. If you follow the Cycle World pages, they've been doing a really good job at posting. Uh, the last article they posted it numerous times on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, and then my my personal pages too. I, I'll uh, I'll get those articles out. I think every two or three weeks we're going to have a new one. Like I mentioned, it's going to be a four part series, and uh, you know I. I I'm really, um, really putting a lot of time and focus on my racing this year, but I'm also going to be doing more frequent articles with Cycle World and trying to give fans the insight on what goes on away from the track. I think everyone knows how we are at the track. They see it on Fans Choice, they see it on NBC Sports, but I think a lot of the stuff that you as a rider might think is boring, a lot of these fans want to know. They want to see like how what's it like, you know, right now I'm driving down to Florida. My, my wife, Amber's driving. I got cruise my four month old son in the backseat of the van. You know, we're loaded to the top with motorcycles and bicycles and parts. And we're just, I mean, we're just cruising around in this van, like just living the dream. It's uh, so I think that kind of stuff, that insight is, is stuff that fans want to read about. And, you know, when I used to travel with my dad, we would just go to the track, go to the, you know, wouldn't stop at all. And I just kind of developed that same, same deal where we, we never stop we just drive to where we have to go and it's been a, an adjustment for me having a son it's like every two hours we got to stop and feed him and it's like uh it's been a patient tester but it's been really cool <laughs> and yeah i think that'd be cool to share with the fans for sure yeah i i agree with that 100 percent, Corey. and uh you know whenever I, I used to go racing we'd we'd work all week and then load up and drive straight to a racetrack i remember driving straight through to sacramento california me and my dad and the only time we stopped was for gas i mean we you know, you pack a cooler and, and grab some food and some snacks and you drive straight to the racetrack. And when you're done, you pretty much drive straight home. So I know what that's like driving with your dad. It's some of the best memories I'll ever have in my in my life. And I know that's some of your best memories, too. Yeah, no, it, it was I mean, having my dad, you know, around for so long. I mean, it was it was a shame that uh, that he left us early. But at the same time, I got to spend so much quality time with my dad and my sister and uh yeah, I mean, we're, I'm a big family guy. So is my sister, Shana, you know, we, we, uh, we spent a lot of time at home with our family and, you know, it's, it's a family sport and, you know, it's going to be crazy. Um, for, you know, I've, I've raised Shana obviously growing up and, um, when we, we, we both rode twins, you know, she, she kind of always never hit her stride with the twin like she could have. And, you know, we never really battled too much on the twins. You know, if it was, we we're battling for semi wins or heat race, you know, transfers. So, It'll be uh, interesting, actually, you know, racing with Shayna because I, I know how competitive she is and, and how, how bad she wants to win. You know, coming so close to winning a championship last year, she, I, she wants it really bad, and, and I want it bad. So it's going to be interesting to, you know, race with Shayna and consistently battle with her. I think it's going to be <laughs> – I think the fans are in for a treat. It's going to be cool. Yeah, you, you, you've helped out other people, you know, helping, uh, you know, whether it's autograph sheets or doing resumes or whatnot, do you help out Shana right now? I mean, now she's going to be your competitor. Are you helping her try to land a ride? Are you helping her get sponsorship or is it, you know, you're trying to focus just on Corey Texter racing? Hell no. Every, every man for himself, guys. No, I help her out as much as I can. Shana's pretty much, she's a very independent person and she, uh, she doesn't ask for much, you know, she, she goes out and gets it on her own and she doesn't really ask me for help that much. So 
Um, you know, I help her out as much as I can, but she's in a good, she's in a really good place right now. She's, you know, she's, she's earned, earned everything she's gotten over the past few years. You know, you don't see her with, you know, having a nice rig and getting spots on teams and, you know, getting all these, you know, magazine and articles written about her, but she's earned it. I mean, it's nothing that she, she, she didn't fall into it because she's a girl. I mean, she won five races last year, you know, more races than anybody. So it's, it's not something she fell into. She's earned every bit of what she's gotten. And I like, I would like to think I kind of kickstarted that a little bit, but as far as the last five years, Shana handles all of her stuff on her own. And we barely even talk about racing. Scotty. We don't even, you know, occasionally we'll, you know, I'll ask her cause she just bought a house, so we don't even live together anymore. So occasionally I'll ask her, you know, how, 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 how's your program coming along? But it's a quick two minute conversation. And then we spend two hours talking about crews or the Eagles or football or, you know, just other stuff. We don't, we don't like to, um, we don't harp on racing all the time. It's good to get your mind off of it. And, uh, we, you know, we like to be brother and sister and not really talk about racing all the time because it can burn you out. So Shane is one of those people that she loves to race, but when she, you know, gets home from the racetrack, she, leaves her trophies in the van, doesn't show them off and goes and grabs her bow and goes hunting. So it's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, having somebody like that to, uh, be around and race with. Well, let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, they're still in it. Uh, what do you guys think? You got, you got a good shot at it? Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, they're a good, the Eagles are a good team. I love sports. So, I mean, all I watch on TV is, is sports center or undisputed or, anything to do with sports. I, I really, it's not even just sports. I really appreciate greatness. And I love, I love watching how different athletes train, how different coaches coach go about their, you know, I love, I love seeing people, athletes do their jobs. And, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Eagles fan, anything Philadelphia, but yeah, I, I thought we were kind of, I thought we were done for when Carson Wentz got hurt. But I mean, the cool thing about football, it's not a best of seven series in the playoffs. You got to win one game and you advance. So that'd be crazy. It, it was, I've never, you know, Eagles have never won a Super Bowl. So it, when the Phillies, they won the world series in 2008, me and Shana actually went to the parade and it was like one of the coolest things I've ever been to. So yeah, I'm a big sports fan and I follow all kinds of sports, man. I'm a big NBA fan and I love everything from college wrestling to, to, you know, basketball, football. I follow, I watch the Boston marathon on TV. <laughs> like I literally sit around and watch the whole two hours of Boston marathon. And, uh, you know, I watch, you know, triathlon events and I love sports, so I can't get enough of it. Awesome. Good stuff, Corey. Thank you so much for your time and, uh, good luck down there in uh, Pensacola, getting everything ready for the 2018 season. And, uh, I'll see you in a few weeks at the mama tried show up there in Milwaukee, actually February 23rd. So we'll see you then. Thanks for your time and good luck in 2018. Yeah, thanks, Guy. Real, real fast before we go. I'm still finalizing my program. I hope to have a full kind of release on who's helped me out. But I definitely want to thank D&D Cycles and Rob McClendon. I want to thank Lancaster Honda, Stay the Course Clothing Company, um, Stephen LeBaire. He's a real, real big help. And, you know, I have um, SNS Cycle coming on this year. They're going to be a part of my program and they're building the exhaust. And um, just a lot of, a lot of product sponsors coming on. I, I hope to announce more, but Motion Pro, Evans Cooling. Um, just uh, just a lot of people coming on and still trying to finalize some deals but I really appreciate all the um, 
all the supporters for, for being there for me. They've actually been really more, almost more excited about the, the switch than I have been. And that's been really motivating. And all the fans, too, for all the kind words and, uh, you know, everyone for listening and, and just being a fan of the sport. It's, uh, it's a blessing to have so many people out there that, that love what we do and, and they support us. So, and, uh, and to you guys, thanks for, uh, for having me on the show. It's, uh, it's really cool. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. Corey Texter, number 65, ladies and gentlemen. Keep your eye on him in the singles class in 2018. I can't wait to get back to the racetrack. I know I got Savannah coming up before I head on down to Daytona, but that seems like it's forever away from right now. I would just like to say thanks for all the comments and the feedback, and I want you guys to know that I read each and every one of them. I appreciate it, and I'll try to keep doing as many interviews as you guys ask for. I hope you enjoyed the ride as I took you off the groove.